This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Live from the Fox News Radio Studios in New York City, fresh off the set of Fox and Friends, it's America's receptive voice, Brian Kilmeade. Welcome to the Brian Kilmeade Show. Brian Kilmeade has a well-earned day off. I'm partnering with Allison, Eric, and Pete, so you know I'm in great hands. My name is Harry Hurley. Honor to fill in for Brian. The Brian Kilmeade Show sits high atop the Mount Rushmore of talk radio programs in America today, but that's not just me, a friend of Brian, saying that to be kind. Talkers Magazine, the Bible of talk radio, places Brian on its Mount Rushmore of radio talk show hosts in America, noting There's only room for four, as I say this to you. When I say Mount Rushmore, there's room for four, and Brian Kilmeade is one of them. You can follow Brian at briankilmeade.com. Also, thebriankilmeadeshow.com, thebriankilmeadeshow.com. Brian is also a New York Times bestselling author. Brian's latest bestseller is available. It's a great gift. Item, The President and and the Freedom Fighter, Abraham Lincoln, Frederick Douglass, and their battle to save America's soul. The President and the Freedom Fighter by Brian Kilmeade. All details at briankilmeade.com, briankilmeade.com. Welcome to the Brian Kilmeade Show. There really is no place that we could begin. We have to do justice to the fact that the President of the United States on live television— I was watching it on the Fox News channel because I have very good taste in television. And the president of the United States made an admission that somewhat surprised me because he said it. And I was looking, you know, you could tell when he was on the teleprompter and and when he was not. I can only imagine his handlers, Ron Klain, Susan Rice, the whole crowd that's actually calling the shots. I can only imagine when they heard the president of the United States retreat and surrender the entirety of COVID-19 to the states, they had to be aghast and saying, oh, my gosh, how are we? And they probably didn't say, gosh, that's like uh, Gomer Pyle, you know, uh, television from the 60s. Golly. No, they said probably stronger language than that. And it wasn't OMG either. Imagine the sitting president of the United States, and this absolutely requires context and relentless truth. Let's go back in time. We will go back. Now, we're going from yesterday when the president retreated and surrendered to the states, to the governors, and I watched it in real time. My eyes cannot unsee what I saw. My ears cannot unhear what they heard. I heard him agree not only with the governors, but specifically with the Republican governors. Asa Hutchinson, I don't even think he meant to do it. He was collegial. He was warm. He was respectful of the president. He was inclusive. He was creating. And I like Asa Hutchinson. always did. When he was one of the people forget he was one of the trial managers during Bill Clinton's impeachment. And there hadn't been an impeachment since uh, Andrew Johnson. 
And now, of course, it's it's happened to basically every president since other than Obama. And he could probably still be impeached uh, because you can do it retroactively. Uh, So that used to never happen. Now it happens with great regularity. Even some presidents like Trump, they get the gift of getting impeached twice. Uh, Of course, not convicted in the Senate. So I'm watching Biden. I watch him retreat. And I immediately went back to last fall when Joe Biden, the president of the United States, said something very, very differently. Eric, cut two. As I said last night, I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. Today, we're closer than ever to declaring our independence from a deadly virus. Well, I'm going to shut down the virus, but not. I never said I'd do it in two months. Well, now he can't do it at all. And see, here lies the problem. And for those who opine that there is a mental acuity problem, that you, you just know something's not quite right, you don't know exactly what it is, but you know something's not quite right, that last comment from the president was from January of 2021. In this calendar year, the one before that was July of 2021, even closer to the present time. The first part of it was from October of 2020, but he was consistent. He was consistent before he was sworn in as president. He would, you're not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. And then in July, when he was the president for half a year or close to it, five and a half months, whatever it was, uh, we're closer than ever to declaring our independence from a deadly virus. And of course, we remember that If you give us 14 days to flatten the curve and President Biden comes in with his language, get the vaccine and the pandemic's over for you. And I mean, it has just been an absolute, just incredible, abject failure at every turn. So now we're at the point where he's going to shut down the virus until yesterday. Let's set the stage for this, because as I said a moment ago, I thought that Governor Asa Hutchinson from Arkansas good guy. He's a guy that will work with both sides of the aisle. Very sobering, knows serious things when he when he sees them. I thought he set the tone uh, for then what inadvertently set up the president. Eric, cut three. And so one word of uh, concern or encouragement for your team is that as the uh, as you look towards federal solutions that will help alleviate the challenge make sure that we uh, do not let federal solutions stand in the way of state solutions and the uh, the uh, production of 500 million rapid tests that will be distributed by the federal government is great but obviously that dries up the supply chain for the solutions that we might offer as governor that's arkansas governor asa hutchinson who is the chairman of the uh, national governors association republicans uh, hold more governor seats than Democrats, and it's been for quite a while now. And that's the reason why the, the chairman has been a Republican for quite a while. So there you have Governor Hutchinson setting it up. And I, I don't, he set it up. He teed it up. He didn't try to set up the president. But then I saw President Joe Biden. I saw the look in his eyes that looked a little vacant. This was not something that was on a teleprompter. It couldn't be. And he started riffing with words such as, hey, Gov, hey, Gov, you know, and stuff like that that usually people don't do. 
Uh, and then the pres- the sitting president of the United States, the 46th president of the United States, said these words. Eric, cut one. Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. I'm looking at Governor Sununu on the board here. He talks about that a lot. And it ultimately gets down to where the rubber meets the road. Not out of context. Don't let anybody tell you. I know that Biden has a protection program with the Democrat national media where they will act like people like me, people like Brian Kilmeade. If we accurately quote what he said, they'll say we took him out of context. In that cut, there was no slice and dice. That's what the president said to Asa Hutchinson. Now, Asa Hutchinson teed it up by saying, don't, do, these are mutually exclusive comments. I'm for the states managing this. It should have been much more of a state matter. That's the way the Constitution is written with the support of the federal government. Remember, the whole setup of our country, the power resides in the states, and we, we would have a limited federal government and a limited federal government that would only get involved in the things that we could not do for ourselves. So that would be national defense and very, very big things. I think the initial response, Operation Warp Speed, for example, where the greatest response to a pandemic in the history of the world was achieved by President Trump, who got no credit for it and actually got crushed, laughed at, mocked when he said, that before the end of 2020, we could have a working vaccine. And the, the peanut gallery, the, the one flew over the cuckoo's nest crowd, went bananas on President Trump. And what did we do? We, we did. He did deliver. I believe this. I can't prove it, but I believe it with all my heart and mind that had Biden been the president, there would not have been Operation Warp Speed because he's not a business person. He's a political swamp creature of 50 years. He only knows the abject failure of government, how they talk and talk and talk, but solve nothing. So you would have had, oh, we wish we could have a vaccine, but this takes five years. It would have been years. Imagine America without 200 plus million vaccinated citizens right now. Imagine no vaccine and hearing, we're close, we're getting there, we're promising results, we're, we're getting there, FDA approval, Somewhere down the road, we're getting there. We, you know, I'm telling you the truth, but it's 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 not the twilight zone, so we don't get to to play both scenarios. But it would have played that way. We would not have a vaccine. But isn't it remarkable that the president of the United States, who was going to shut the virus down, has now admitted there is no federal solution? And I ask you for just a moment, because look, he's the president. Trump is not. But if you switch nothing except Trump making that statement, there is no federal solution. He would be it would be market saturation level 24 seven suffocating coverage. The White House press secretary would be in a straitjacket. You would have absolute just nonstop. Hypercriticism. And oh, by the way, it would be warranted. When the sitting president of the United States during a pandemic surrenders, that's some serious business. And if I'm not mistaken, and maybe later we, we can play this audio for you, but at this time I'll just paraphrase what the president said. After he agreed 
with, quote unquote, the Republican governors. He'd even say with the Governors Association, I agree with the Republican governors. There is no federal solution. He ended it by saying, but if you need anything, call me. I mean, this was almost, you know, on a football game, you just punted the ball away to the receiving team who caught a fair catch at the 20-yard line. And you say, hey, and if you need anything, just wave as you're walking off the uh, the field there to the sideline. If you need anything, just call me. This would be a political earthquake if former President Trump had surrendered on COVID-19. Now, what other than Peter Ducey, who has been an absolute all-star of 2021, the only one that will ask a tough question, and they're not unfair questions. They're the questions that in the day, even during in modern times during President Trump, I mean, you, you would have people ask the question. And if they didn't like the answer of either Sarah Huckabee Sanders or Kayleigh McEnany, if they didn't like the answer, the next one would ask the same question again. Here you have Peter Ducey, and that's it. If he doesn't get an answer, nobody else is saying, I, I'd like to follow up on that, uh, Jen. I'd like to follow up on that. And then, of course, there is Jen Psaki, White House press secretary. And I remember this vividly. You're going to hear it as it went down. The reporter, and she is liberal, but she is a reporter, and she asked a very fair question. Remember, the whole Biden thing about testing and all, which we're going to get more into a little bit later in the Brian Kilmeade show. The whole thing comes down in Biden's world to testing. Yet it came out yesterday, a Fox News breaking report in the, in the late afternoon that experts came to the president in October and wanted to make 700 plus million, 700 and some million tests available because, Mr. President, it's October now, and in the winter, that's when the bad wave happens. We should have these test kits available. This is absolutely a fortuitous moment when Mara Eliasson has a back and forth with White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. We're going to come back to this later, but just to show you how egregious this all is, Cut 28, Eric. Should we just send one to every American? Maybe. Then, then, what, ha- then what happens if, you, if every American has one test? How much does that cost? And then what happens after that? I would say there's not a day that goes by that I don't uh, leave this podium and wish I would have said something with greater context or a, more precision or additional information. How about that? We've got to go to break. But there you have it. And, of course, the president said yesterday we need more tests. Mara Eliasson, Nostradamus. This is The Brian Kilmeade Show. Expanding your knowledge base, it's Brian Kilmeade. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. A talk show that's real. 
This is the Brian Kilmeade Show. Welcome back. This is the Brian Kilmeade Show. Harry Hurley filling in for today for Brian, a much deserved day off with Allison, Eric, and Pete. And such important content to share with you today on the Brian Kilmeade program, one of the most relevant two way talk radio broadcasts in all of America. It's internationally acclaimed as well. This has to be talked about. There is um, a group, and they're, they're the Congressional Progressive Caucus. And Pramila Jayapal is the chair of this progressive group. So because of Senator Joe Manchin, and as you notice, it seems as though the Arizona senator, Kirsten Gillenbrand, uh, she is really a cinema, rather. Uh, Kirsten Cinema has gone quiet, like zero dark gone. Uh, and Joe Manchin was just hanging out there all during Build Back Better, which I wish we had time to just explain how ridiculous even that name is. It was a socialist, horrific, uber, crazy, environmental, just would have been absolutely horrific. And I heard Jason Chaffetz say something that it, when you study what's going on, Sometimes you just get absolutely floored when you hear something. And when Jason on the Brian Kilmeade show yesterday said that this money they want to spend is like spending a million dollars a day for 17,000 years. I didn't have to write that down. That just burned into my memory bank. That's how ridiculous it was. So they lose because they can't get it done legislatively. So Chairwoman Jayapal would like President Biden by executive action to write an executive order to do it that way, which I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, And even if they cut it in half and say, hey, look, we're so fiscally responsible. Now it's half of what it was going to be. Never forget, they don't tell the truth. The first thing that they scored at a lower amount was because they they sunsetted it. But, you know, these programs never end. They don't end. They would continue and you'd have to fund them. So it was much more expensive than they ever admitted. So you couldn't get it done. You have the majority in the House. You have what I call a working tie. And then the vice president can break the tie. Uh, with 48 Democrats, two independents who caucus with the Democrats and the vice president. So you have this working majority. It's thin, but you have it and you couldn't get it done. So then when you lose, you still think you win and you get to change the rules. And now what? You're going to do it by executive action. Now, don't sell them short because Barack Obama once said, I can't do that legally. That has to be done by Congress. Congress, when he had the majority, would not act. And he did it anyhow. They're capable of doing this. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West is next. This is The Brian Kilmeade Show. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
a radio show like no other. It's Brian Kilmeade. Let's talk about how we got here. When I took office 10 months into the, we were 10 months into the pandemic, and even so, we had no, zero, over-the-counter home tests in the United States, none. And if you, and if you wanted to get one, to get a test, you had to go to a clinic or a drugstore to have someone give you the test. And now there are very few places to go. So we got to work. We quadrupled the number of pharmacies offering a free test. And there are now more than 20,000 places where you can get tested for free. The administration's failure on testing is colossal. And it's a failure of planning, leadership, and execution. Have you ever noticed that everything, whether it's the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, the president himself, or the rest of them, the Biden administration, everything they say does not hold up well a short time later. So President Biden trashing former President Trump about testing. And then we have yesterday where the president of the United States retreated, surrendered, turned it over, even though he said he would shut down the virus just a few months ago, even a few weeks ago, punted to the Republican governors by name, agreed with them and surrendered and said, oh, by the way, if you uh, if you need me, uh, you know, call me. We'll get we'll get to that a little bit later in the program. It's a pleasure to welcome on the Brian Kilmeade show Newsmaker Hotline. We met a few weeks ago uh, on Fox News Radio. He's a great American lieutenant colonel, has served our country in many material ways. He's a candidate for governor of Texas, a senior fellow at the Media Research Center, a very successful author, the former congressman from Florida's 22nd congressional district. Uh, His um, books, not only should they be in your library, but you should read the pages. Hold Texas, hold the nation, victory or or death, because if they keep the border open and if the, the socialist Democrats succeed in ever winning Texas, there will never be a Republican president probably in the history of the republic. So uh, Colonel West's book, Hold Texas, Hold the Nation, Victory or Death, is literally true. And also, we can overcome an American black conservative manifesto. His handle on Twitter, at Alan West, that's A-L-L-E-N, and it's a pleasure to welcome. He said we're friends now, so I will say, my friend, Colonel West, to the Brian Kilmeade Show. Colonel, welcome. Absolutely great to be with you, Harry, and I pray that you and your family and everyone in the listening audience had a great Christmas and Happy New Year. Same to you, and I hope that you did. Can you say the same? Did you have a great one? Oh, absolutely. It was uh, our grandson's first Christmas. He's seven months old, and it was just a blast. Tell me the Grandparents Club isn't the greatest club in America. It is the number one club to be in, i got to tell you. Your children's child takes on a meaning that until you're in the club— uh, people, it's only words until you actually feel it in your heart. Colonel West, uh, we have a lot to talk about in the time that we have. Yeah. Let, let's start right. You heard the president uh, right before we brought you on. He has surrendered. The commander in chief mm-hmm. has surrendered during a pandemic. This should be other than Fox News. I mean, this this is not even being whispered. This is this is a political earthquake. What he did yesterday. 
Yeah, but it really isn't a political earthquake. It's status quo uh, for who he is. You think about what happened in Afghanistan. He surrendered in Afghanistan. 13 brave Americans, Marines, uh, sailors, and a soldier lost their lives. He surrendered on our border, and now we see that we have the highest amount of uh, uh, drug overdose deaths uh, in the history of our nation, over 100,000. And just this year, the, uh, the human and sex trafficking crisis that we have, the public health crisis that we have. He has surrendered our oil and gas industry, uh, but yet he is allowing Vladimir Putin to have a pipeline, or he's going yeah. to beg OPEC to open up. So this is the nature of this administration. In one year, he has surrendered on everything. And leaders step up to a challenge. As one of the things that we learned in the military, warriors move to the sound of the guns. We, we don't want to have the easy path, and we don't want to you know, abdicate and surrender. But that's what this administration They've done. They have abdicated all of their constitutional duties and responsibilities for an ideological agenda, which is destroying the United States of America. And on top of that, he's uh, you know surrendered our economy. We had an incredibly strong economy, and now in less than a year, he has completely undermined it. Look at the inflation that we're uh, experiencing. So this is par for the course for Joe Biden. Colonel West, all valid points. Colonel Allen West on the Brian Kilmeade show. Let's go back to Afghanistan for a moment, because you of all people know you you had an interpreter mm-hmm. that you helped get out of there. There are still Americans there. And the problem in our country right now, because there are so many items in the news that Afghanistan was top of mind, front and center for a period of time until it wasn't. But we still have Americans there. We still have this very dangerous enemy that we left all those billions of dollars of equipment. Uh, They're doing horrific things to women again, as you know. What, in your estimation, because you have a lot of credibility, you serve there, uh, what is the state of Afghanistan at the moment? Afghanistan is a is a terrorist sanctuary once again. The same people that we had removed out of leadership are back into leadership because Joe ben, Joe Biden surrendered uh, Afghanistan. And think about the fact that you have uh, Tony Blinken, the, the Secretary of State, and Jake Sullivan, the uh, National Security Advisor. They're both trying to tell us that it was a success, that things are going well. And now we hear that we may be giving foreign aid support to uh, to Afghanistan to the Taliban because of the crisis that they're having there with the collapse of their economy, people are starving. Well, why didn't you sit and think about that when you said, okay, if I leave 2,500, 3,000 troops there, you know, what what good comes out of that? If I don't leave them there, what bad comes out of that? Simple decision. That's what leaders do. Instead of, again, surrendering Afghanistan and now look at the second, third, and fourth order effects. And eventually, if you have an open border like we are having here in Texas, those terrorists are going to find their way to get across that border. And, oh, by the way, they kind of already are. Mm. Colonel West, uh, we have, and it touches on what you were just talking about, we have our U.S. government chartering ghost flights, and you know what they are. Mm -hmm. They're carrying illegals into states all over the country. Governors Mm -hmm. are not even being told. These are typically happening very late at night, very early in the morning, dark of cover, you know, dark of night type of stuff. Ironically, and we can feather this in for your comment uh, because you can speak well on this issue, Colonel West, we have people that are heroes being terminated from their positions, military, nurses, doctors, police officers, so on and, and, and so forth. But illegals 
are not even being COVID-19 tested. They're being put on buses. They're being put on planes. They're being moved into different parts of the country, again, with no notice to the governors. They have no notice of any of this happening. Uh, This is there's such a disconnect to what should be reality here. Your, Your thoughts. Well, it's unconscionable to me, uh, and I have many parents and members of the military who contact me and say, you know, I can't believe that I may be looking at a dishonorable discharge because I don't want to get a jab in the arm. And I, I just can't believe that the military that I served in 22 years with is, you know, dropped to that low level of existence. But yet, you're right, we have an open border, we're allowing people to get on Uh, planes here in Texas and be flown in the middle of the night into Westchester County, New York, into Tennessee, into Florida. And for me, that's a complete act of treason. When you're a commander in chief and you are punishing the men and women in the military, but yet you are allowing people to come in illegally and undermine the Constitution. You know, there are two things that the federal government is supposed to provide to every state in the union. This is called the Guarantee Clause, Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution. It is a Republican form of government and protect every state from invasion. But yet, you again, you have seen that Joe Biden has surrendered on that point as well. So I just applaud you for bringing out that word surrender, because that is the word that labels this Biden administration. And we need to continue to hammer that as we go into 2022. I agree. I think it's the most important message, because I think the American people can process that. They can wrap their heads Mm -hmm. around it and understand that this is not good. And this is not this is not the American experience. This is not who we are. This is not we imagine. Imagine President Trump. He would not surrender. Um, This is why we're, we're perceived so weak right now. Iran, Russia, all of our enemies right now, they China, they perceive weakness and they're they want to pounce and they're they're really um uh to to be to be concerned about based on the policies of this administration which seems to have no strategy on anything colonel west let's keep it at texas because you you you're living this president yeah. biden is purposefully you have to say that ladies and gentlemen on the brian kilmeade show with colonel west you have to say that because there's no other answer for it the, the border wall materials are there. The contract was awarded. We're still paying people not to build the wall. We, the land was secured from Texans that owned it, and they lose that land. Now the, the governor and the state, they want to finish the wall. They get told, but you can't use the materials, and you can't use the already paid labor, and you can't use the land that we already took, but you can't use it because we want to leave the border open for our illegal immigration Democrat vote registration situation. It's all that that can be because you wouldn't leave it like that otherwise. And so they have to get more land from from honorable Texans who are willing to give up the land to build the wall again or for the first time. This is crazy, Colonel West. No, it's beyond crazy. You're absolutely right. This is purposeful. This is intentional and is unconstitutional what the Biden administration is doing. And you cannot, by executive order, say that you're going to stop an appropriation that is written into law. And that's what we see with this border wall. And so, you know, Governor Abbott, our current governor, I mean, this is kind of a a Band-Aid over a sucking chest wound to to say that I'm, you know, building a new wall when it's only just 1.7 miles. We talk, we're talking about Texas has 1,000 
1,254 miles of border. The Trump wall is only 145 miles. And so you're right. A strong governor would stand up to Joe Biden, who is weak anyhow, and he's going to surrender to you anyhow if you show any type of strength, and say, we're going to take those materials that have already been paid for. We're going to activate those contracts, and we're going to continue on with this. And if you are telling the Customs and Border Patrol, if you are telling the ICE agents don't do their job and do their duties, the state of Texas will do that, and we will figure it out ourselves. And oh, by the way, the tax remittances that we send to the federal government, we'll start to debit that. We'll start to take money out of those remittances so that we can do what you're supposed to be doing on that border. Because as the governor of Texas, my number one responsibility is to protect the sovereignty of the Lone Star State. Have you ever witnessed, Colonel West, something like a vice president being tasked, as the President Biden did, uh, with responsibility for the southern border for this whole situation in general, not just the southern border, but that one gets most of the headlines, and have a vice president just refuse to do the job, basically, just not accept the assignment, and therefore the work doesn't get done because they don't want to get the work done. I believe that President Biden has given the vice president, who I don't think he cares for very much, uh, these types of things because they're very difficult to look good, especially when you're not competent. What, are you, what is your assessment? And you have such a wide spectrum of observation as a member of Congress, as a lieutenant colonel in, in our military. What is your assessment of the job that the vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris, has done? Because she is tasked. She is the border czar. She's in charge of illegal immigration. How's she doing? Uh, on a scale of one to ten, I give her a negative five. But then again, you know, I don't expect her to do anything because things are going according to their plan. This is their ideological agenda, the open borders policy. And how interesting it was that this past weekend on uh, 60 Minutes that the vice president, when asked uh, where could she do better or, or where does she see she's lacking, she said, I need to get out of Washington, D.C. more. Well, hello, McFly. (laughs) Get out of Washington, D.C. and come down here to the freaking border, okay? But, you know, that that just does not fit with them. And what's the greatest national security uh, threat? Well, it is uh, threats to our democracy, which they're the biggest threat to our democracy. Just read H.R. 1. And then uh, the weather. They want to fight the weather, but they don't want to stop illegal immigration. That's how insidious these people are. And I just got to tell you that next year is going to be a catastrophic political year for the progressive socialist left. We have to run for now, but not lost on us is your Back to the Future reference. Perfect timing, perfectly fitting. (laughs) Colonel West, all the best. Thank you so much, Harry. God bless you and Happy New Year. Take care. You do the same. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, he was live on The Brian Kilmeade Show. We will be back because this is The Brian Kilmeade Show. Diving deep into today's top stories, it's Brian Kilmeade. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton with Row. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. The more you listen, 
The more you'll know. It's Brian Kilmeade. Welcome back to the Brian Kilmeade Show. Harry Hurley filling in today for Brian with Allison, Eric, and Pete. Great to be with you. Thanks for spending this portion of your day here with us on the Brian Kilmeade Show. So when you hear Senator Manchin, who has been under significant attack from the left, brutally, viciously being attacked, when all of a sudden you hear him say, and the media is happy, the Democrat media, pro-Biden media is happy to report that Senator Joe Manchin will agree to gut the Trump tax cuts. It's pretty interesting language, isn't it? And it, it, for me, it actually takes on the appearance of a Senator Joe Manchin, who I thought was really behaving like a real stand-up guy, but you can imagine just from what he briefly said about it. He, he absolved the president, said it's not the president, it's some of the president's people, and basically knock it off, these things you were doing and saying you know, about me. But this looks like a Senator Joe Manchin atonement program, as though he committed a sin by not being willing to go for these trillions of dollars in socialist spending. But just to give you an idea, if they were successful in actually reversing the tax cuts put into effect by my former boss, President Trump, let me tell you what we would have. The individual top tax rate was 39.6. It went to 37. There's your 2.6% tax increase. It also cut the corporate tax rate from 35% to 21%. There's your potential 14% tax increase. Some of, the th- some of the changes are permanent for as long as the act is in effect, which, by the way, is only until the end of 2025. It's the problem with certain things like this. When they set them to sunset in order to get the votes that they need, you want things to be permanent because four years from now, not even four years from now, rolls around very, very quickly. So this would affect probably, I think it's safe to say, an increase in taxes, even with the one corporate tax rate that that stays permanent. It would cost American taxpayers an additional one to two trillion dollars over 10 years. That's what his atonement, because he has to give them something back, it seems, for what they perceive that he took from them. It would be a very, very bad thing to do, and it would regressively hurt employers who provide jobs. It's something that I I remain optimistic to an extent that it can be averted, but keep in mind they have the votes at any time outside the filibuster to do things that they can get away with. This is The Brian Kilmeade Show. From the Fox News Radio studios in New York City, giving you opinions and facts with a positive approach, it's Brian Kilmeade. Welcome to The Brian Kilmeade Show. Brian has a well-earned day off partnering with Allison, Eric, and Pete. I'm Harry Hurley. Welcome to the Brian Kilmeade Show, which sits high atop the Mount Rushmore of talk radio programs in America today. Talkers Magazine places Brian on its Mount Rushmore. That's why I say that. 
of radio talk show hosts in America. I think I coined the phrase, but there's only room for four. You know, there's four folks on Mount Rushmore, and there's room for four people on the radio talk show Mount Rushmore, and Brian Kilmeade deservedly is one of them. You can follow Brian at briankilmeade.com and the briankilmeadeshow.com. Brian is also a New York Times bestselling author. Brian's latest bestseller is available right now, The President and the Freedom Fighter, subtitled Abraham Lincoln, Frederick Douglass, and their battle to save America's soul. All the details about Brian's books and all of that at briankilmeade.com. Welcome to The Brian Kilmeade Show. So much to talk about, and we want to invite your participation right now, 866-408-7669. That's 866-408-7669. Check in, and the topic this half hour are, and it's an important topic because a lot of things are changing before our eyes. The CDC is having the amount of time that you would have to be pent in and, and held down. Uh, that's pretty extraordinary, and I think it is a de facto resignation. And you heard, uh, I hope, and if you didn't, I'll tell you, uh, the CDC's own uh, Rochelle Walensky, she said that we basically have to get America to where America can operate. We've said it. I know Brian has said it from the beginning. You know, not that Brian Kilmeade needed to be vindicated, but what the CDC did yesterday when they said, no, no, it doesn't have to be 10 days. If you're feeling well after five days, you'll wear a mask for five more days, but you can get out there uh, because life goes on. You can't crush the country. We've crushed our children, stolen their social, emotional wellness because they can't recreate with their friends. They're not in the classroom and it's happening all over again in some of the more radical settings, even though if we follow the science President Biden said this yesterday that there's basically no other safer place for a child to be than school. So then why would anybody be doing virtual learning then? But they are, including people that you know right now, because it's happening all over. So we want to take your temperature, if you will, maybe a bad uh, phrase during a pandemic. We want to get your opinion on the mandates, on the vaccine status stuff. If you're in New York City, I think Mayor Adams is going to knock that out on January 1st. But check that out about businesses having to sign some socialist doctrine document from Comrade de Blasio five minutes before he leaves, uh, where they have to sign all kinds of things uh, in fear of getting four-figure financial penalties. What do you think of all that? What do you, as we touched on, what do you think about schools going back to virtual learning, which if you've been following, has done everything, including creating depression with children, creating suicide in some cases, losing children altogether for a variety of reasons in areas where the technology isn't as abundant, where they can't even get through on these different, whatever they're using, Zoom or Teams or these different video chat things in the classroom, the virtual classroom versus the in-house structured teacher-pupil with a teacher-pupil ratio where students actually are engaging with a teacher. It's so vital. Some students who were A students, A, B students, you turn it to virtual and some of them are failing actually or performing 
very, very below average or average at best. Some have thrived in virtual learning because some are able to adapt and some need the teacher there, not the teacher in some kind of setting that you're watching it virtually. So there's a lot for you to respond to on this because a lot of changes have happened in just the past 12 hours. 866-408-7669. Share your views with your fellow Americans right here on The Brian Kilmeade Show. 866-408-7669. The topic is the, the new mandates, the CDC with the changes they've made, vaccination status. How do you like this one? How do you like the idea of if you have a first and a second vaccine, if you don't have the booster, the CDC guidelines mostly relaxes things that were in place until their action. But in one area, it dramatically made a change in the other direction. It's saying that if you don't have the booster shot, you're not fully vaccinated. In fact, you go back to where you were before, unvaccinated, even though you've had two vaccinations. It's pretty interesting. And there are a lot of people not in favor of that at all. You could take any one of these issues and you could spend hours talking about it and you would not have to repeat yourself. How does it affect your community? For example, Mayor de Blasio with what he did. How does that affect businesses? When you tell every single private business in New York, this is what you have to do. You never want to take a private entity and and have them have to do things like card for vaccination status and things like that. It's never. It's never good. They're not they're not equipped for that. Uh, That's why you see these things. I I'm miffed at all these fights on airplanes over face masks. I, I don't even understand it. They're not typically fighting with the stewardesses. They're typically fighting with other passengers, which I guess it's just giving people a very short fuse is is what that is. Because what's the reason that people are fighting because they have to wear a, a, a face mask on a plane? And let's not forget our alleged most successful, most uh, respected the leading infectious disease specialist in the world, and I don't believe it, they say is Dr. Anthony Fauci, number 19, who threw out that first pitch sideways at a baseball game in Washington. I don't even think they booed them. If President Bush had not gone to the rubber at Yankee Stadium, he would have got booed in Yankee Stadium at the time of September 11th, 2001. Fauci threw the ball between first base and home plate. I don't think he got booed. It's really incredible. I guess they love him in our nation's capital. But every time he speaks, wait five minutes because then you'll get the clarification. Eric, if you do the honors, cut 10. A vaccine requirement for a person getting on the plane is just another level of getting people to have a mechanism that would spur them to get vaccinated. So, I mean, anything that could get uh, people more vaccinated would be welcome. He speaks a little bit in a way that it's ambiguous on purpose, but let me translate it. 
He basically was in that interview and a media credit ABC interview. He basically was saying face masks on planes for life. That's what he was saying. Or was he saying that? Dr. Anthony Fauci, a short time later, cut 11, Eric. No, what I said, uh, Jim, was that everything when that comes up as a possibility, we put it on the table and we consider it. That does not mean that it is going to be likely to happen. Right now, I don't think people should expect that we're going to have a requirement in domestic flights for people to be vaccinated. When I was asked that question, I gave an honest answer. It's, it's on the table and we consider it. But that doesn't mean it's going to happen. There you go. So it went from face masks for life to that doesn't mean it's going to happen. It's a little bit like the Biden administration, isn't it? And in case you didn't know, Dr. Anthony Fauci is the highest paid employee in the federal government. He makes more than the president of the United States. Incredible. And the last reported salary for him is about a year old. So he's making even more than anything that you would look up. We want to take your calls at 866-408-7669 on these topics. Tom is in Raleigh, North Carolina, and we welcome you, Tom, to the Brian Kilmeade Show. Hi there. Hey, good morning. Um, Quick question, uh, quick comment. Um, uh, In Raleigh, they've got New Year's Eve, and it's all being held outside. So people have bought tickets, and yesterday they sent everybody an email that you've got to show whether you've had uh, both COVID tests or you have been tested within the past 48 hours. I didn't think we were supposed to wear a mask on the outside. When did that change? Well, there you go. And that's a little bit about what we were talking about in the opening comments, Tom, with respect to some of the recommendations that they're making now about all of this, that you can get out. If you've been infected, you can get out in half the time, but you'll wear the mask for five days. And they're always advising. If you think about it, Fauci went from it was unsafe for us to wear masks because we're so stupid that only clinicians and doctors and nurses and things, people like that could wear masks. And he lied and he admitted later that he lied. But I think he tried to say it was a good lie. There weren't enough masks. So he told us not to wear masks. Then he told us to wear two masks. Then you get told if you're outside, you don't need to wear a mask. And now, of course, you're being told that you do need to wear a mask. I'm all for this, Tom. Follow the science but they are busy following their politics. I agree. I agree. Thank you. And good to talk to you, Tom. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. And you're a very, very smart listener because you're tuned in to the Brian Kilmeade show. That's a pre-qualification. I can tell. Phil is in Florida. What a state, a state that refuses to drink Kool-Aid. Governor DeSantis refuses to lock down the Sunshine State. He has both been hyper-criticized for it, and at times, and and very recent, before Omicron, we could say that Florida had the lowest transmission rate in America, and yet they never shut down. Phil, what's on your mind? Welcome. Well, first of all, I want to say thanks for taking my call, and thank God I live in Florida and have a governor like DeSantis. This whole Omicron virus is nothing more than fear that they continue to try to instill And I don't want to use the word weak-minded people, but they are weak-minded people. And believing everything that is said, and it's just not true. They want to report on cases. One thing they're not reporting on is hospitalizations and deaths. 
because that is very low with this Omicron. But they keep trying to scare people. And they talk about hospital shortages. That's because they fired everybody. Because the people refuse to take the jab or they have natural and, and, immunity. Andy, and remember, less than a year ago, they were heroes. Now they are zeros. Nurses and doctors, police officers, firemen, uh, military. Imagine that. Firing people. you got to find a way out of that. You can't get so locked in to your radical agenda that you actually go through with firing people. And, oh, by the way, people that you really need. There is a shortage of nurses, for example, in this country that is absolutely an epidemic. And with the actual age of um, the average nurse right now, we are going to have an increasing uh, epidemic of um, a need to hire uh, nurses. And they're not going to be there. It's It's a big problem. Have you heard this one? Your governor, Governor DeSantis, is going to investigate state holdings in Chinese companies and woke companies. Andy, uh, Phil, rather, if you haven't heard that yet, Phil, you're going to hear about it. Had you heard about that? No, I haven't, but I'm awful glad. Again, I say I am so glad I live in Florida with a governor like DeSantis. He refuses to give up the people of his state to the federal government where they want to take over everything they can. And these teachers unions they Ronald. They need the Ronald Reagan treatment. They need to be busted up. This national, uh, the one with I forget her name. She's just such a horrible leader of the teachers union, Randy Weingarten. There you go. I was going to so, I was going to help you, but you didn't need it. She is holding back the education of our young children, and she is. It's cruel. It's actually child abuse that they they are. The kids go in class with a mask on, the teacher's got a mask on, and the children can't see what the teacher's saying. Phil, it's good to talk to you. I hear your passion, understand it fully. We're going to take a brief time out. More of your phone calls coming up right after this. It's the Brian Kilmeade Show. There's no topic he won't touch, and there's no opinion he won't engage. It's one of the great joys of my life. Call in with yours at 866-408-7669. It's the Brian Kilmeade Show. If you're interested in it, Brian's talking about it. You're with Brian Kilmeade. I would stay away from that. I mean, I I have been telling people consistently that if you're vaccinated and boosted and you have a family setting in the home with family and relatives. But when you're talking about a New Year's Eve party, we have 30, 40, 50 people celebrating. You do not know the status of their vaccination. I would recommend strongly stay away from that this year. There will be other years to do that, but not this year. Is that not a broken record? That's not this year, and it wasn't last year. And, I mean, it is though it's it's Fauci pandemic for life. Let's not forget the pandemic of 1918. We had no ventilators. They didn't exist. We had no PPE. We had no therapies. And we had the roaring 20s. Fauci's world is keeping clinicians and people like him in control of your life. I, I, I don't trust him. I don't like the things that he says. They're anathema to uh, civil liberties, to our Constitution. 
And he typically reverses himself from minute to minute, hour to hour, day to day. Uh, I don't I don't subscribe to that last uh, audio clip other than it's typical Fauci speak. Well, this station I know very well. It's in the world's playground, WPG, world's playground, Atlantic City. And it is my home, my whole life, basically, and my broadcasting home for 30 years from WPG in Atlantic City, New Jersey. We welcome Andy to the Brian Kilmeade Show, WPG, a proud affiliate of Brian's show. And we're so pleased to be so. Andy, welcome. Good morning, Harry. And excuse me while I genuflect before the patron saint of Wuhan, St. Anthony Fauci. Um, Lord Fauci thanks you. (laughs) So there was more to that interview uh, over the weekend um, when he was asked, Fauci, about, uh, I'm paraphrasing, whether or not uh, it was a good idea to have vaccines for uh, air travel. He said, it depends on what your goal is. Now, he said, you know, given the fact that um, airlines, airplanes have these ventilation systems and with people wearing masks, he said, you're virtually you're safe on an airplane. There's no problem, he said. He said, but if your goal if your goal is to use the vaccine mandate for air travel as a mechanism to get people to take the vaccine, that's and Andy, else. we're we're at the break. I know what you're saying. Fauci is telling two stories on the vaccines. It's the Brian Kilmeade show. Radio that makes you think. This is the Brian Kilmeade show. Our focus and priority should be, number one, keeping our kids in class and exhausting all resources to make sure that we do that, because they are our future. They are generations ahead of us, and we, the decisions we make today will greatly impact them um, as far as their learning, their education, their mental well-being. That should be our top priority. Speaks to, I uh, guess, listener caller Rich's comment just a moment ago. Very, very well. It's the Brian Kilmeade Show. Harry Hurley filling in today for Brian, who has earned a well-deserved day off with Allison, Eric, and Pete. Welcome to the Brian Kilmeade Show, taking your phone calls this half hour of the Brian Kilmeade Show about the vaccines, about are your schools returning back to virtual learning, which most parents will tell you, not even just from, oh, my gosh, how am I going to get to work and I don't have anybody to watch the kids or anything like that, just what the children are cheated out of, the social-emotional component, the extra and co-curricular activities. I mean, you've had now for a second school year, even part of another, absolutely ruined that people that will never get this back, it could be their junior and senior year. They may be in athletics and having their competitions because if you're not in school, you, you, then you're not having the uh, the different competitions. It, it is a very, very insidious problem. Back to your calls. Rich is in New Jersey, so he knows he knows about some of this stuff pretty well. I can tell right up front just from his home state, and he's listening on Brian Kilmeade Show affiliate WABC in New York City. Rich, welcome to the Brian Kilmeade Show. 
Thank you. Thank you for taking the call. I, yeah, I was uh, telling your, uh, your, the screener, um, we're not practicing medicine. We're mandating medicine. I think there's a big difference. Um, there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all uh, medicine. So when, when we do that, when you're practicing medicine, you're looking at the, the, uh, the totality of what happens. And what we're not looking at because of this one-size-fits-all, we're not looking at the increases in, uh, in, in drug overdoses and alcoholism and drug addiction. Addictions and divorce, domestic violence, um, the loss of loss of education, loss of jobs. That's not medicine. That's what happens when you mandate medicine instead of practicing medicine. Um, and, and another point I have too is um, we can't figure out who the best baseball player in the world is, and uh, we're we're anointing Dr. Fauci to be the best I doctor. Know, in the, I know. I know. I'll say I'll say Mike Trout. Rich, we know the answer to that. New Jersey's own Mike Trout. But your point is well taken regardless, and that was more just fun and tongue-in-cheek. It's so true. And the other thing that they didn't do for these two years, but I will give the CDC credit yesterday because they are following the science to an extent now, when they say, hey, look, if you're asymptomatic after five days, you don't have to stay pent up, locked up for another five days just, just because we pick some arbitrary thing. Wear a mask for five more days, but get out there. And Rochelle Walensky admitted we need to keep society going. It took them, Rich, two years to answer that question, to figure it out. Well, when you're practicing medicine and practicing science, you you also do this. You said in the event it doesn't work, what do we do? And you do it quickly. You don't do it at the expense of lives, you know, yeah. psychological and, and and emotional lives, and also death. You don't yeah. you don't do that. You pivot quickly. And Rich, thank you. Not doing. Yeah, not- thank you, thank you so much, Rich. And you're you're right. Your one size fits all, uh, and and condemnation of that is 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 fair, and 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 correct. I think Laura is in Pennsylvania listening to the Brian Kilmeade show. Hi, Laura. Yes. Hi. How are you? Very well. By the way, as we begin this conversation, I know that you come, a fa- come from a family of firefighters. Just so you have um, a, a little spectrum of observation, you are talking to someone that is the identical twin brother of a career retired police officer. So I know what you're talking about. You, your family members less than a year ago uh-huh. were heroes. Today, if mm-hmm. they're not owning up to the mandates and, and doing mm-hmm. what they are told, they, they will be fired. Exactly. It's terrible. Exactly. It's terrible. And how do you go, Laura, how do you go from hero to zero like that? How does that work? Well, uh, I do believe Comrade de Blasio is emulating CCP. And Anthony Fauci's in bed with Gates, Big Pharma, who's part of, Gates is part of Rockefeller Institute. And, um... Hero to zero, depopulation, the Georgia Stones, the Nuremberg Trials. Laura, um, let me jump in. I thank you for the call to the Brian Kilmeade Show. Let me say at, at the, um, the highest level of everything that we just talked about, you have to find a way to not fire good people. People that when we didn't know exactly how transmissible COVID-19 was, they went in there. Some of them got sick. Some of them died. Nurses, doctors, nurse practitioners, techs, they were heroes. Before you fire heroes, and that's why it was so sad. Remember 2001, September 11th, the police fire all heroes, and then it turned into defund the police, and heroes are getting stuff thrown at them. It is awful. I I, I won't even call that a pendulum swinging. 
There is something just completely unacceptable about that. Bill is listening in Virginia on WNIS. Bill, welcome to the Brian Kilmeade Show. Thanks, sir. Yeah, um, I think this is biblical times. I think the four horses of the apocalypse are running, and the fourth one is the pandemic. And God is supernatural. When they say science, it's not science. God is supernatural. We're not going to end this. I don't think this thing. Also, I wanted to say, um, as a person who hasn't had the vaccine, I have had a terrible response to an antibiotic to put me in a wheelchair within a month. And I, I can't take drugs that way. And I get to feeling like the, I, I began to I was looking at the uh, United States um, Memorial Holocaust Museum. And we wonder how the Jewish people ever, ever uh, were turned against, turned against from their own citizens. And you can see that they were called unpatriotic. They controlled Hitler, controlled the news media, all of them. He got rid of the other party. Uh, every they put things in the schools against uh, racist things in the schools to teach the kids against Jews. Bill, let me uh, let they, me jump in. Let me jump in. Not not that you're out of focus, but I want to stay focused on exactly what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a pandemic in this century uh, that has killed over 800,000 Americans. It has made a lot of people sick. There are a lot of people that didn't die that have long COVID and things like that. I want to stay focused on what we're dealing with now. I don't mind your history lesson at all, but I want to stay on this topic on The Brian Kilmeade Show. And I do want to say one thing to you uh, as, as we say goodbye, Bill, and, and it is this. There should be, and I can't even imagine that they did not put a carve out for those. I mean, I'll give you an example. I know someone who took the first shot, and they could not take the second shot. They had a full-blown anaphylactic reaction that required significant medical attention, allergic to some of the ingredients. If you go look them up, Moderna and Pfizer, I don't know the difference between the two because the, the, the ingredients look same, you know, mRNA technology and and the same ingredients, it appears. Obviously, there's a, there's some differences. And Moderna, you take half as much in the booster, which means it's twice as potent. But there should be a medical exemption, and there should be a religious exemption. And they didn't carve that out, and I think that's wrong. Al was listening in Tampa, Florida on WXJB. Al, welcome to the Brian Kilmeade Show. Good morning, and thank you for filling in for Brian. Thank you. Hey, I just wanted to mention, here in Florida, we have very little mandate on anything. There's very few places where you have to wear a mask. And as far as the death count, which was really what we should all be looking at, uh, it's very low on the scale of looking at all 50 states. So what's, what we're doing here is working and not making things worse, but it doesn't seem to be something they want to talk about. And the other thing is we know that this virus was going to mutate, and it has. And it's actually mutated to a degree where it's spreading quickly, but it's not killing many people. I was just wondering, does anyone have any idea, because I do, how many people this has actually killed in the United States and in other places? Less than 30. One in Australia, one in the United, United Kingdom, one here in Texas, and less than 30, they believe, in South Africa where this started. Why are we going through this insanity? Well, Al, that's that's why I believe the CDC has come out with what they've come out with. They realize that this particular variant that that alarmed everybody in the beginning because they said, quote unquote, a variant of concern is coming from South Africa. Miss Coetzee was very, very upfront to say, and they left this out. 
It's much like what they did to President Trump when he would say one thing, they would leave out the very next thing that he said that would provide context. And she said, our analysis says that it is going to infect a lot of people, very transmissible, but much more mild. And the different experts, and we'll be talking to one in just a little bit on the Brian Kilmeade show, will tell you that Omicron lives within the nasal passages and doesn't get down to where the COVID attacks, destroys the lungs and creates horrific uh, scenarios, pneumonia and all kinds of things. So that's why the CDC said, hey, you know what? We got to live. And after five days, if you're asymptomatic, go on with your life. Wear a mask for five more days, but you're not going to have to be shut in for 10 days. Al, you make a very, very good point. And I thank you for calling the Brian Kilmeade Show. One other comment about Florida. Governor DeSantis, in my estimation, has done it exactly right. He never succumbed to the pressure of lockdowns. We know, and we've spoken to a few callers um, in this hour from New Jersey, we know that one-third of all New Jersey businesses and small businesses, they're the backbone of America. One-third gone forever. These are businesses that in some respects made it through the Great Depression, multiple great recessions, and all kinds of economic issues and things that have happened over an extended period of time. But you can't shut somebody down. You can't say, hey, you're a restaurant, but we're cutting the room size of your restaurant down from 100 to 25. You're just not going to – the economy's a scale. It's just not going to happen. Sandy is listening on WABC. Sandy from New Jersey, welcome to the Brian Kilmeade Show. Hi. Hi. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. You're terrific. Um, I don't understand how people are not seeing that this is just a control issue. This government is behaving the same way the governments of the countries that used to be our nemesis behave. How can the country deny medical treatment to to their own citizens. I mean, this is just absurd. And why are people not seeing this? I think they do see it. And I think that's why the Democrats, because they know this 2022 midterm election is really going to be a big problem for them. They know they've lost the House. They're trying to keep the Senate. That's why you're hearing things like, hey, you know what? We got to live. And and you don't stay in for 10 days. We're we're Santa Claus now. You can get out in five days. All of this, your, your first point about control is so correct. Let me give you an example. Do you remember someone by the name of Rahm Emanuel? He was a cabinet official, cabinet secretary for Bill Clinton and became the two-term mayor of Chicago. You remember him? Sure. He just became the ambassador to Japan. I knew, Sandy, I know you're a Brian Kilmeade listener, and I I knew you would know. So he has a famous quote, you never let a crisis go to waste. The Democrats made elections in key states, all vote by mail, very much favored them, turned elections. That's why I said it's so stupid when people started running these campaigns about uh, voting machines. It wasn't the voting machines. It was the voting methodology. It was states that went from 5% spoiled ballots down to 0. 0.1, 0. 0.2, 0. 0.3 of 1%. And it always favored the Democrats, if you count all those types of ballots that would usually be kicked out 
But they weren't because they changed the rules. The Democrats were very smart. They were busy winning boards of election seats, boards of canvassers, secretary of states, and they out hustled the Republicans in, in the 2020 election. Look at the difference in 2021. People were able to go back to the polls. It wasn't all vote by mail except for the few Demo- Democrat states where it is that way. So, Sandy, you're right. Your opening comment was spot on. It's about control. And they see that that's not playing well with America. And that's why they're pivoting right now. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Kilmeade Show. It's Brian Kilmeade. Breaking news, unique opinions. Hear it all on The Brian Kilmeade Show. Welcome back. It's The Brian Kilmeade Show. Harry Hurley filling in today because Brian has well earned the day off. I'm with Allison, Eric, and Pete. This is The Brian Kilmeade Show. We're taking your phone calls this hour about the vaccines, about the mandates, about returning schools to virtual learning. It is happening all over the country. And yet, if we follow the science, it's not supposed to be happening. Let's see what you think. Mohammed is listening on WABC, and he's in New York. Welcome to the Brian Kilmeade Show. Hey, how you doing? Good. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you, too. Actually, this is the first time to call, even to, to participate in any radio shows. Wow. But I, I, yes, but I have to say, I just in the last you know couple of years, there's been a lot of things going on, and I felt like, I have to do it. You know, I've been listening to a lot of the, your people and your shows and did a lot of comments and exactly the same thing. It goes through my mind. Why would you take the vaccine for if and why everybody's keep talking about the numbers going up? Why do uh, why do not talk about hospitalization rate and death rate? Yeah, that I is mean, the key. I mean, that are... is the key. And that, and I think, though, be, and I only believe they're doing it because of the upcoming midterm elections, because they should have been talking like this a long time ago. But in fairness, the Omicron variant is milder. So they're saying now the CDC, you can get back out and about in half the time and be responsible, but you can do it now. And they weren't talking like that before. They weren't saying things like we have to keep the economy going. You know it because you have to work for a living and you understand if they shut down your business, your industry, you don't have a job. And that happened to a lot of really good people in our country. And we can't go back. And I know that I can tell your feeling coming into this phone call. And by the way, it's always an honor for even me, the fill-in guy. I always love to hear when someone says they're a first-time caller ever calling a talk show. And, of course, you chose very, very wisely the Brian Kilmeade Show, which is my favorite morning show uh, in America, I guess outside of my own. But we'll call it a tie. That way we don't offend anyone. But I know what you're saying. You don't want to be back in the same place that we were and I'm going to I'm I'm a lay person. I'm not a doctor. I don't pretend to be one on Brian's show. But I will tell you, we're never going back to where we, we were because the American people, they have shown. I always say this. The American people don't realize how much power they have. And when the American people collectively are of a mindset that this is enough, we don't want any of this anymore. We, we know how to be adults. We know how to do the right thing. You cannot shut us down. You can't solve the COVID-19 pandemic by killing the country another way. You just can't do it. Mohammed, thank you so much for listening and calling in first time ever to the Brian Kilmeade show or any show. That's a real great representative sampling of Americans from all over the country. 
we took calls from the East Coast. We took calls uh, from New York City, which is a very important area to take the temperature of because there have been so many de Blasio, very, very harsh mandates that have been put into effect that have crippled so many businesses and hurt so many people. Mayor Adams is going to be a better mayor. You're going to see a lot of this turn around. It's going to be a safer town. A lot of this nonsense is going to stop. We'll be back. This is The Brian Kilmeade Show. Live from the Fox News Radio Studios in New York City, fresh off the set of Fox and Friends, it's America's receptive voice, Brian Kilmeade. Welcome to The Brian Kilmeade Show. Brian has earned a well, well-deserved day off partnering with Allison, Eric, and Pete. I'm Harry Hurley. Uh, honored to fill in for Brian. Brian sits atop what I call the Mount Rushmore of talk radio programs in America today. Talkers Magazine places Brian in the top four of the most important radio talk show hosts in America. Brian Kilmeade earned his place on Mount Rushmore, and it's an honor to be here today. You can follow Brian at briankilmeade.com or thebriankilmeadeshow.com. Brian is also, as you know, a New York Times bestselling author. Brian's latest bestseller is The President and the Freedom Fighter. So that's available right now. All the details at briankilmead.com. Welcome to the Brian Kilmeade Show. Here's one to keep an eye on. Uh, I know Brian has talked about it on his show in the past, but it, it's, it is happening with great regularity. And you have governors, you have members of Congress, and you have many people, citizens, very concerned about it. Because, you know, we talk a lot on the Brian Kilmeade Show about all these mandates and the dr- draconian lockdowns. And if you're not vaccinated, you used to be a hero, but now you're a zero and you're out, you're fired. But what about these, what are called ghost flights? These are U.S. government chartered flights. It's an operation run by the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. They have chartered countless flights with illegals. And now it is reached, the president is sometimes called Scranton Joe. Now it is reached Scranton, Pennsylvania, where you have a representative. He's also a gubernatorial candidate who is saying, quote, Biden's mismanagement of the southern border has made its way to Pennsylvania. I am calling on the Department of Homeland Security to provide transparency on the, quote, secret flights carrying migrants landing at Wilkesboro Scranton Airport. We deserve answers. Congressman, currently candidate Dan Muser running for governor of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Then, of course, you have Governor Ron DeSantis furious about this and litigating the federal government. Here's here's I think most reasonable people would agree with this. This is no way to do business. You cannot take people that should not be here in the first place and not screen them for COVID-19 and who knows what else. And just set them free and they give them a piece of paper and it basically is the honor system. It's it's called self-reporting. They don't even have a date. In some cases, they have a date and they never go. In some cases, they don't even have a date. It's just, hey, when you get there, you self-report. How do you think that plan? Is that a strategy? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. And in the midst 
of a COVID-19 pandemic where we are firing military people, doctors, nurses, teachers, you name the classification. We're firing Americans who were heroes prior to the vaccine. And because, look, I'm vaccinated. I've heard Brian Kilmeade say he's vaccinated. So we made a decision with our doctor that it was best for us to be vaccinated. But we didn't sign away our rights as American citizens. We didn't tear up the Constitution. And I made a prediction a few weeks ago with such utter confidence that I called it about 100%. And you know we're living in a bizarre world. It's tough to call anything 100% anymore. But I said, all right, well, we have the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals and we have the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, and they have a split decision on the issue of the, the Biden vaccine mandates. So usually, and it's almost, almost 100% of the time, when two high courts just below the Supreme Court have a split decision, the United States Supreme Court almost always takes the case, and they are taking the case in this situation. I think they already know how they're going to rule because if they liked what the Sixth Circuit did overturning the Fifth Circuit, and it was an Obama appointee, and you can, you can look at this thing. Everything is political. Nothing is judicial anymore. It's not like, hey, you can go here and get a fair shot. It's, it's who did you draw when they, they have their little system. They used to have a spinner that did it. It's now computer, and it draws three names if you're going to get a three-court panel. Sometimes they'll take it to the full court after the fact, but this one's going right to the Supreme Court. So it will be it will be settled. And I believe it will be settled that the Biden vaccine mandate will not be upheld. And it's it's not a close call. There have been vaccinations that have been that have sustained Supreme Court scrutiny. This is a different situation, though. You know, you know, for, for example, you've enrolled your children all over the country into schools, and it, you have to have certain in public schools, certain vaccines are required. And they've been litigated over time. No, no, we don't, we don't believe in it. We want a religious exemption. We need a medical exemption. Uh, but they have these hard and fast requirements in some cases. This isn't that. This should go the way of bye-bye, because it should go by. I'm a firm believer if the Biden administration and the Biden candidacy, Biden-Harris candidacy, didn't trash what they call the Trump vaccine, Kamala Harris, I'm not taking the vice president, let me give respect, Vice President Harris, I'm not taking that Trump vaccine like he's got a lab coat on and he's in a chemistry lab. Hey, I, I got this idea. I'm the orange man. Orange man bad, but I got this great idea, mRNA. We're going to use that technology that you whipped up the past decade to 12 years, and I got the first use for it. I'm going to make the COVID-19 vaccine. I mean, how silly are these people? Then they win, and then what are we, what are we stupid? We're, we're going to forget that they said not to trust it? Then they, then they wonder and call you names when you don't trust it? I didn't buy into any of their garbage to begin with, so I trusted the science. A lot of people thought it was brand new technology. No, it wasn't. It was something that had been worked on for 10 to 12 years, and they were waiting for an opportunity 
to use this delivery system, which is mRNA, which you've heard Dr. Siegel and others on the Fox News channel and here on the Brian Kilmeade Show talk about how this technology maps out and creates the the response that makes it so that you'll be able to fight the COVID-19 virus, keeping in mind that no coronavirus in the history of the world has ever been cured. The common cold is a coronavirus. There's no, you hear hear the expression all your life, oh, you just got to get well, chicken soup and do this and do that, stay hydrated. There's no cure for the common cold. There's no cure for COVID-19. But what we do see, each example when there's been waves in Europe or elsewhere and then it comes here, it has behaved in similar fashion. I think we're beginning to see the first evidence how quickly, relentlessly, Omicron rolls in. We went from 0.1% of all cases to 3%. Then we blinked, and it was 73%. Now, now it is the incredible vast majority that are Omicron. It's coming in fast, and in South Africa, it left fast. We'll be back. This is The Brian Kilmeade Show. Coming to you on a need-to-know basis. Because, man, do you need to know. You're with Brian Kilmeade. The fastest three hours in radio. You're with Brian Kilmeade. I second that. Welcome back to the Brian Kilmeade Show. Harry Hurley filling in today for Brian, who has earned the day off. And I'm with Allison, Eric, and Pete. Welcome to the Brian Kilmeade Show. Dr. Mark Siegel is here, Fox News medical contributor, author of the book, COVID, The Politics of Fear and the Power of Science. He saw it from the beginning that politics was so inexorably linked into this that it became impossible to follow the science because the politics was always going first. But I would submit in the first question to Dr. Siegel that I believe that the clinicians and everyone that supported more draconian measures now have accepted with the CDC shortening the recommended isolation and quarantine periods for COVID-19 infected patients, they are accepting that. And, and Dr. Rochelle Walensky, uh, the CDC director, said, quote, and I know Dr. Siegel knows this, I just want Kilmeade Nation to hear it. We want to make sure there is a mechanism by which we can safely continue to keep society functioning while following the science Dr. Siegel, you've been saying that for almost two years. Yeah, and I, I've interviewed Dr. Walensky multiple times, and I think she is, for the most part, driven by the science, although she's caught in a whirlwind of politics. But she's a very, very accomplished, prominent infectious disease specialist with a, her chops in public health and, and HIV. And so I'm really glad to see this. And, you know, I have been saying this exact thing for weeks, yes. which is let's cut it from 10 to 5 days. And that became even more of a good idea when we got Omicron. Omicron because it it it, uh, it definitely comes on quicker, leaves quicker, and is milder uh, pretty much across the board, especially if you're vaccinated or had prior infection. Do you have a gut feel for could Omicron be our path to this going from pandemic to endemic insofar as a lot of people are going to get it, but it's more mild? Uh, it seems that it's going according to Hoyle that it, that just like in South Africa, it roars in. You remember when it was 0.1 of all cases in America, 0.3, 3%, then suddenly 70-some percent and beyond. Now it's almost all the cases. This could be the pathway 
to the pandemic ending. I think we have to be careful how we say that. I'll tell you why. Sure. People think that the the way we got to ha- herd immunity on measles was natural infection. It wasn't. And before we had the measles vaccine, everybody in the country got it. Every kid in the country got it. But there was a million uh, who st- who still got sick every year. And the the the, the, prop- the fact is that even if Omicron is a measles which I think it's worse. I think Omicron, if you're not vaccinated, Harry, and Omicron, if you haven't had a previous uh, variant, is worse. I, I'm worried about the unvaccinated, and we have 40 percent of America that isn't, and maybe out of that, 10 percent had, had a previous infection. So maybe 30, 20 to 30 percent are a big risk here, especially if they're in high-risk groups. Less of them are, but we st- we're seeing them in our emergency room. So Omicron is not a deliberate path out of anything. But having said that, I agree with what Ben Tenuver said to me, our head of virology at NYU, who said, if you've had Omicron, it'll act like a super booster to your booster. So in the retrospect scope, yes. Prospectively, it is not a good strategy because viruses are too unpredictable. They're more unpredictable than vaccines are. And that's the point we've been trying to bring across, or I've been trying to bring a cost. I'm much more afraid of the virus than the vaccine. Even this iteration, which usually viruses evolve in a direction of more rapidly transmissible, but weaker. And this one doesn't seem like it affects the lungs that much or as much. And multiple studies have now shown that, but I'm not wishing for it. I like that answer. You're listening to Dr. Mark Siegel on the Brian Kilmeade Show, Newsmaker Hotline. Were you surprised? I know you don't play politics. You are a distinguished doctor. You just you follow the science. You speak the truth. And you've been outstanding during this pandemic. You don't play politics. I want to underline that for Brian's listeners. But I'm going to comment on this anyhow for your comment. I was a bit surprised when I watched on Fox News yesterday and listened to President Biden say there's no federal solution. He basically said, governors, it's yours, but if you need me, give me a call. I I couldn't believe my ears because, of course, uh, he was the one that said he was going to shut the virus down. W- what does this mean? I'm very troubled by this, but for, for actually political reasons, believe it or not. You think I'm going to give a medical answer. This time I'll go political. Because- Good. Back when President Trump basically said it's a state issue, I didn't really agree with him. He said that to me in the White House. I didn't I didn't say this. I was there to interview him, not to give my opinion on anything. That's what a good interview is, I hope. Yeah. But he said it, it's a state issue, and he said it repeatedly. But you know what? He worked with the governors. So when I asked President Trump, what if Governor Abbott wants a mask mandate and Governor um, you know, DeSantis doesn't? What are you going to do? And he said, I actually, at the time, he said, I actually believe in masks, and what I'll do is coordinate the conversation between the two governors. I like that. So Biden's comment is way more removed than Trump's, and yet, and yet Biden was criticizing Trump for the state approach, which is, which is politically wrong, because now so, – so in other words, listen, Harry, this is a national emergency. This is a national disaster. The federal government has a role, and they have a big role. The problem with the approach Biden has taken is that he's, that he's basically my way or the highway, yeah. you know, bullying people, shaming people, the unvaccinated like lepers, and not, not figuring out how to decentralize this in a way which would improve public health compliance. It's just big government all the way, and now suddenly no government. Yes. So none of that is consistent. 
Dr. Siegel, love the answer. And about a little more than two minutes before a hard break with Dr. Mark Siegel. How about this one? How about smart people came to the president in October? This is media credit, uh, Fox News reporting, foxnews.com. I read it yesterday. Smart people came to President Biden and said, it's October, Mr. President, and we need to have vaccines available for the American people. Because after all, Dr. Siegel, as you know, President Biden has really hung his hat on the, the, uh, taking the tests. I said vaccines, I meant the tests. Uh, he hung his hat on that taking tests is so important. He didn't take their advice. Of course, he didn't take their advice for Afghanistan and many other things. He went this route. And now yesterday he says, hey, we didn't do enough, but we're going to do better and we'll have them in January or something. What did you think of that? By the way, Harry, one of the reasons you love me is I'm going to point out that that was a Freudian slip on your part, because you know what? That's all he ever talks about is the vaccine. It's true. And he doesn't talk about the fact that there's multiple tools in our tool shed here, and testing is one of them. And he completely ignored that. He underestimated the need. But it wasn't just October. Michael Minna at Harvard was talking about this a year ago. This is something that's been a major theme for us for even when even when they came, when they took office and beyond, so uh, uh, even October is a false date. I think he's ignored something really important here, which is the lesson he should have learned from Operation Warp Speed is that the role of the government, and this was clearly groundbreaking on the Trump administration, is to make a public-private partnership and pay for things in advance out of the Treasury, so that the company you want to do your bidding actually does it. So you don't only you don't only authorize tests, you don't only offer to pay for them. You pay for them in advance, and then you goose the company to make them. Now, in this case, we had three really good home tests that I know of approved. We had uh, we had the Buy Next Now by Abbott. We had Quidel, and we had um, another one called BD Veritor. And now we just got a new one, by the way, called the Roche Test, which is excellent, excellent. These things need to be mass-produced. Companies are going to only mass-produce them if they're paid in advance. That's one of the things that Trump did that was groundbreaking that Biden didn't learn from. So many more questions, but as you know, so little time. Until we meet again, Dr. Siegel. Great to be on with you, as always. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Dr. Mark Siegel, I'll tell you something I learned at foxnews.com, and you should bookmark uh, foxnews.com. Keep it on your homepage and your, on your smartphone and uh, on your laptops and desktops that the Army is developing a COVID-19 vaccine that may provide protection against all variants. Leave it to the military. They always do it right. This is The Brian Kilmeade Show. The talk show that's getting you talking. You're with Brian Kilmeade. Welcome back to the Brian Kilmeade Show. Harry Hurley filling in today for Brian with Allison, Eric, and Pete. Thanks for spending this portion today with us here on the Brian Kilmeade Show. This is a distinct privilege because he's an honorable member of the United States House of Representatives, and he is also my congressman in New Jersey's second congressional district. Congressman Jeff Andrew is here. He's on the Brian Kilmeade Show Newsmaker Hotline. He serves on the House Homeland Security Committee, on the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committees. And he did something that no member of Congress in the entire history of the Republic has ever done. He switched major political parties going from the minority from the majority party to the minority party. But I'm very confident to say that with only five seats needed to be picked up. The average is 28 if it's a good year, if things are going well. 
the president's party loses an average of 28 seats for hundreds of years. Uh, the job that this this gang that they've done, uh, they're going to lose probably twice that. Obama lost 60 some. Joining us now, Congressman Jeff Van Drew. Congressman, welcome to the Brian Kilmeade Show. Harry, it's an honor to be on with you, and I always enjoy our conversations, and congratulations on hosting the show. Well, it's great to fill in for Brian. You know, it's a, the thing that the talk show hosts, to let somebody fill in for them. There's a, there's a real trust there, so I appreciate Brian for that uh, immensely. He and I have talked about it off air. Congressman, there's a lot going on, as you know, that I want to get to, but I want to begin because I've said to anybody that I talk to on air, off air about you, Congressman Jeff Andrew, that's that you are a serious man. You don't engage in hyperbole for you to come out and say that President Biden needs to take a cognitive test. You followed up shortly thereafter with and he needs to resign soon. You didn't just say that to be sensational. Not enough people are saying that. I don't know if because it's politically unpopular, the Democrat media ignores what's going on. I mean, I'll give you an example. I'm watching the NORAD Santa Tracker and this caller calls in, retired cop. They hunted him down like a dog, uh, with apologies to all dogs listening, uh, to find out who he was because he dared to end the call with President Biden. Let's go, Brandon. First lady picked up on it immediately. The president was absent. He didn't. He was there, kind of, but he didn't pick up on it. He repeated and said, yeah, let's go, Brandon. He didn't get the joke was on him. There's something amiss here. And you weren't afraid to say it, were you? No. And, and, and it's so obvious. It's, you know, it's obvious when he falls asleep, when there are various meetings. It's obvious when he just says things that don't make sense at all and literally loses his place in time and space. It was obvious during that. Uh, I mean, it's not complicated to know what Let's Go Brandon means at this point in time. Anybody who watches any sports at all or any activity where there's a collective group of people knows what it's mean. And, you know, I, I don't feel sorry for the president only because he's been quite mean-spirited in the way he's dealt with the public and because he is just harming our country so much. Otherwise, I actually would feel bad for him. I mean, you know, for those that do, and I, I'm not going to say it on air, but he was actually demeaning himself. He was And you could actually see that his wife just put her head down. I mean, I have to say the sheer embarrassment of it. And it's not the person who said it on, you know, on the NORAD tracking thing. It's the president who's the one who should be faulted. My God, Harry, if he doesn't get this, if he doesn't get this, how is he going to be in complex negotiations with China, with Russia, with Iran, with North Korea, with, with the world? I mean, yeah. we are the linchpin of the world. I mean, it's obvious he can't. So as mean-spirited as it sounded, I, I meant it. I think everybody should say it, whether they're a Republican or Democrat. He's got to do something there. I guarantee you, if it's an honest cognitive test, he will not pass it. So the most powerful nation in the world is being led by an individual who is incapable. That's yeah, sad. And, and Congressman really Van Drew, here's where I think this really came into play yesterday. As you know, he was speaking to the National Governors Association, which 
as you know, Cong- you, he was a congressman at one point. He's the governor of Arkansas. Asa Hutchinson is the chairman of the National Governors, Governors Association. So he made a very nice, uh, polite comment to open things up, very polite to the president, saying that states need to take control and, and, and should be in control of all of this. And I believe that because this was something that was not able to be put into the teleprompter. The president is on point. He's not good at reading teleprompters, but he's at least on point when he's reading the teleprompter. When you see him look off and he's not reading that teleprompter, it's Ron Burgundy, if you've ever seen the movie. He will say, yes. <laughs> he will say blank you, Santiago. Why did you say it, Ron? Why did you say it? It's Corningstone. So he just answered from the seat of his pants, that there's no federal solution to COVID-19. Now, we've been playing the clips during the Brian Kilmeade show today, Congressman Van Drew, of him saying that he will shut down COVID-19. Many, many ways he has said he's going to crush COVID-19. He surrendered the pandemic. He surrendered COVID-19 to the states. What did you think of that? Well, I thought it was strange because he and the people he has around them, around him rather, uh, have been uh, literally going in the opposite direction. Um, states have wanted to work with the federal government, yes. and some some have, but many have not. Uh, and by the way, this also goes to the poor state of Texas, what it's going through with the border. They literally yep. have to take care of a problem that should be taken care of by the federal government, but the president doesn't. You know what really happened there? You were right on target once again, Harry. He didn't have a teleprompter, didn't expect that kind of a question, has no idea of really what's going on. So he did the best that he could with the limited, very limited abilities that he had and just said, yeah, I agree with you. So he contradicted himself. I mean, yes. in, the, in the last example he that you, you brought up about let's go, Brandon, he told himself to do you, you know what. In this example, he literally said basically, no, I've been wrong all along, and so have the people around me, Fauci, et cetera. I think we're not doing – I know, I don't think – we're not doing a good enough job with COVID. Wherever you are um, with the issue, there's a couple of things that, that you know I feel. Number one, I got the vaccine, okay? So yep. I'm not anti-vax at all. But people, when it comes to health issues, have the right to make their decisions about their children's health and their health. It's a free country, number one. Uh, Number two, they've just been wrong so often. I mean, there's a timeline, frankly, with Fauci, where you go back first, he said, and this is all documented, we didn't have to wear any masks when the whole thing started. Then it was one mask. Then it was two masks. (laughs) Then it was if you got the vaccine, uh, you wouldn't have to wear masks and, and you'd be bulletproof. Then we found out that's not true. People, many went back to wearing masks, at least sometimes. Requirements for masks were put back in place. And then we found out that you're going to need or some people are going to get and some people feel they need to get the booster shot. And we found out that the J&J shot really is not as effective as once originally was thought. Now, I know we're moving at warp speed, and thank God we've got something to deal with it because of President Trump. But there's a, he should have, in, in my opinion, not a, uh, a, some sort of pseudo-politician on there, Fauci. I'm tired of hearing from him because yep. it's never accurate, and it changes every damn day. Yep. And we need 
right around them. We even give it his press conferences, a top-notch group of a few scientists, pharmacologists, uh, epidemiologists, physicians, et cetera, who can really help us hone in on this. Yeah. There are therapeutics that help. Yeah. Can help. Congressman, we Congressman, can help. yeah. yeah. See, how, see how you like this one? In your district right now and nearby and in neighboring states, even though it's mild, it's still winter officially. And if you're outside for a long time, whether it's 40 or not, that gets cold after a while, too. You have people waiting an hour, sometimes hours, sometimes sick with a 102, 103 fever waiting to be tested. President Biden, the entire pandemic for him has been vaccine and testing. Experts came to him as recently as October. And Dr. Mark Siegel just said in long before that as well. They said, Mr. President, the winter's coming and we need to have hundreds of millions of test kits for the American people. He turned it down. Now we have to listen to the president speak that, oops, we should have more and you know we'll have more in January or something. This is another example where he has failed to rise to the occasion. Harry, of, uh, yes. I only can say yes. And you know what? When there is a choice to make the right decision or the wrong decision, I, and, and it's not only him because, frankly, he's a figurehead. He doesn't know what make decisions he's making sometimes. And, again, I don't mean to be mean-spirited, but this is serious stuff. Um, and so the people around him, you know, just don't – they're just not experienced. They're not smart or they're doing this on purpose because it isn't only this. Again, I don't mean to go to the border again, <clears throat> but how do we let people in? We, we all need to get tested, yet people coming in undocumented illegally don't. I, I don't understand that. Explain right. that to me. I, I can't. I, I, it's I an, yeah, it, it's terrible. And it, it is my next question to you. These government chartered ghost flights carrying illegals all over the country. Pennsylvania is crying out now. You know, Texas, uh, G- Governor DeSantis. I think he's suing the government over this, the federal government, Tennessee and elsewhere. It's happening all over the country. They're flying people that have not been tested during a pandemic, during a wave of a pandemic. A harsh wave of many, many uh, positive cases, and yet we're firing cops and teachers and doctors and nurses. Are you kidding me? It's it's so bizarre, Harry. And I say often when I'm, you know, the Homeland Security Committee, uh, you know, when I interviewed Mayorkas, <clears throat> and I pounded him pretty hard, I said, you realize what you're saying? He was telling me that the border was secure. I heard. Meanwhile, right, you know, in another room, television is on watching. You're watching people pour in. I, I, they say things that are just absolutely not true. And it, it's actually the point of being bizarre. It's imbecilic. Uh, it, it's, and again, I'm using words that I don't want to describe it. It's buffoonery. But, you know, I wonder if it really is that or if there is some other desire here, because I don't know how you can be so stupid because anybody, anybody could do a better job. Harry, 
you could get you and me and a few people together, and we could have done the Afghanistan. You know, what he did in Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah, we would have said, get our American people out first, get the equipment out second, bring the military out last. You lose, we win. Instead, he did the opposite order. It's just crazy. Everything seems to be backwards. Let me ask you, in the, that, final, it, in the final minute and a half that we have, Congressman Van yeah. Drew, you did something no one's ever done. I think you're going to be right back in the majority uh, very, very soon. But you left, the, you left your former party of 30-plus years. You left the majority to come to the minority party. No one in the history of the republic has ever done that at the congressional level. What can you say relative to where your former party – has strayed towards, I, I think, unimaginable, hard left crazy, nuts socialist crazy, to the party that you are now a member of. Final minute, closing comment. Okay. Closing comment, number one, I'm glad I did it. Thank God I did it. I was proud to do it with President Trump, and he worked with me and guided me the whole way because it's not an easy thing to do, but um, it's something that I'm proud of. I have publicly offered and privately to Joe Manchin to do the same thing. Uh, I don't think he will, but uh, at least he's uh, one of the few moderates left in that party. Um, it, the part, Like I've said before, and every, you've heard this statement before, I didn't leave the party. The party left me. When they told me that I would have to obey, that I would be punished if I didn't vote their way on all these votes, that the, the, the pressure that's put on you there – uh, and, you know, there's whipping that goes on in every party. But what they did in that party was wrong. Uh, I, I don't think it's moral. I don't think it's right. I think they're destroying the country. I literally do. I worry for America. And uh, I did not mind going to the minority. Very often people move from one party to another to gain power. I didn't do it for that reason. I did it to be on the right side, the, the side that believes in America is a great country and we have to save it. Congressman Van Drew, good to visit with you. Continued success. Your success is always good to visit with you. Thank you. Thank you, Congressman Jeff Andrew. When we come back on the Brian Kilmeade show, you've heard the expression that someone has told a good lie. Fauci thought he told a good lie when he told Americans, don't don't wear a face mask. You're going to make yourself sick. You're not qualified to wear a face mask. Imagine that. Good lie. Is there a such thing as a good lie? We will break that down next on the Brian Kilmeade show. Educating, entertaining, enlightening. You're with Brian Kilmeade. He's so busy, he'll make your head spin. It's Brian Kilmeade. That is a true statement. That is a true statement. How many times do you see Brian, uh, Fox and Friends, The Brian Kilmeade Show, Outnumbered, The Five, guest hosting for any of the... um, the evening personalities, all in the same day. In fact, the, the day that Brian was our guest of honor and keynote speaker and Brian's team, Allison and everybody, was at our dinner. It was a real honor just a couple of years ago. Brian did Fox and Friends, and he did the Brian Kilmeade Show, and we brought him to Atlantic City, and he was there all night, just incredible. I call him infatigable. It's true. Busiest man in our business. And it is the Brian Kilmeade Show. Harry Hurley filling in today. Allison, Eric, and Pete taking good care of me. So, you know, I have no worries. It's a fantastic team. Well, I mentioned right before the um, the break 
is there such a thing as a good lie? I would normally say no to that, but this is an exception, I think. And we'll see what you think of it. If it's either a family member, it could be a friend, it could be a chef at a restaurant. Uh, the chef comes out, asks everyone, how's everything? Some people will be blunt and say, oh, well, this was undercooked or it was a little bit tough or this or that. But usually we will just say, because I believe even though we're a divided nation, almost like never before since the Civil War, and Brian will tell you about that in his writings and his on-air commentaries, just how divided America is. We're divided now like never before except the Civil War. It's that bad, and it's got to give. We can't continue like this. But I still believe in the inherent goodness, fairness of the American people. So I know how I am. I can be a critic, but I will usually choose not to be one. If if you had somebody extend kindness and invite you to dinner, and are you going to say that the mutton was terrible, or are you going to put it in your pockets and pretend like you ate it, like Jerry Seinfeld? I I think there is such thing as a good lie. If it's a family member, it's a friend, it's your community, it's a it's a family recipe, and they bring it every year because they think everybody loves it, but it's really terrible. But you say you loved it because you're kind. It's an honor to be here today. Brian will be back real soon. This is The Brian Kilmeade Show. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.